Hey there, friend. As we are drawing closer to the end of my summer special series on the Bible, I'm going to share with you today why reading is so important to me and how the Lord used books to literally help change my life. I hope you'll stick around to hear a little more of my story in the top five books that have had the greatest impact on my life after the Bible. But first, I want to share something super exciting with you. I am launching my private coaching community. It is called the Bookkeeper's Inner Circle, and it is for church bookkeepers, uh, church treasurers, finance team members, uh, any uh, bookkeeping tax professional who works with churches, because we are going to talk. This is when we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. We're going to have a private community and a learning hub where every single month you are going to get a training on a particular topic. We're going to have a live Q&A where you can get any of your questions answered. You're going to have access to all previous videos and upcoming videos. You're going to have a private Facebook group, which is going to get my priority to answer questions in that group first. You can email me uh, with questions throughout the month. And if you need a deeper dive than just an email or a Facebook post can handle, then you get a discounted rate on a private consultation. So I am super excited about this. We are going to open up the cart starting today and it will close on August 1st. So you've only got seven days to get in on this. The information you can get on, you can go to www.bookkeepersinnercircle.com and that will give you all of the information. It is a month to month fee or you can get a discount on by purchasing an annual membership. But if you've got questions, if you're looking for a place to go to, for reaffirmation, for confirmation, or something totally new, this is the group to go to because this group of people that you're going to have interaction with are others just like you who are tired of searching the internet. They're tired of not knowing which answer is correct and they want to have be a part of a community of like-minded people who love Jesus, who love the church, and who want to serve him with excellence. So again, that is www.bookkeepersinnercircle.com. It's bookkeepersinnercircle.com. All of the information is on that page. If you've got any questions that this page is not answering, absolutely shoot me an email. My contact information will be in the show notes. The link to the uh, private coaching community will be in the link so you can join. But I would love to have you join us. And now grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn something really cool about my favorite five books of all time. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I'm an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the ins and outs of church finances and minister taxes, along with how to serve the local church as either a staff member, volunteer, or through your own bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all kinds of stuff. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. 
Hi, I'm Michelle, and this is the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast, where we discuss the business side of the local church. This is episode number 36, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about my top five books that have helped me the most on my spiritual growth. But first, you know we got to do our episode quote, and this one is actually from my favorite female Bible study teacher, Miss Priscilla Shire. She said, God is the God of right now. He doesn't want you sitting around regretting yesterday. Nor does he want you wringing your hands and worrying about the future. He wants you focusing on what he is saying to you and putting in front of you right now. All right, so why is reading so important to me? That's the first question that I'm going to answer for you. And I'm going to tell you the entire 90s decade, okay? The entire 90s decade. I was an absolute mess. I was suffering terribly from anxiety and panic attacks and had no idea what was causing them. I just knew they kept coming. And I honestly thought I was going crazy. So as I've told you, in the mid-90s, late 90s, mid to late 90s, is when I found Dr. Charles Stanley. And because of him, I started reading. And it has forever changed my life. The Lord gave me such an insatiable hunger and craving to understand who he was and what the Bible had to say, but just reading the Bible alone wasn't enough. I didn't get it. I didn't understand what it meant. I didn't understand how to apply it. So that's why these books, Christian living books, are so vital and such an important addition to the right type of Bible in the right translation for you with the right study helps. To me, these are just as instrumental in my spiritual growth, in my renewing and transformation of my mind. And I absolutely, I can't imagine living the successful Christian life without the books that I have read and continue to read. So today I'm going to share with you my top five books of all time that I think have made the biggest transformation. And I will tell you, when I got to looking through my bookshelves, and I won't tell you how many bookshelves I have, but when I got to looking through my bookshelves, I was like, oop, yep, that's a good one. Oop, yep, that's a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. But when I get down to it, if you were to walk into my store, a brand new baby Christian, and said, I need something to help me grow after we picked you out the right Bible, I'm going to suggest these five books right here for you okay so the first one we are going to start with is believe it or not a dr charles stanley book <laughs> and it is one of the very first books of his that i read um generally in the front of my books i put a sticker with my name and address and then the year i read it but because i was so new to reading books at this time i did not do that with this one but I know it was the late 90s and if I look at the copyright date on this one Copyright was 92, um, so it was probably 97, 98 when I read this one. And this one is The Wonderful Spirit-Filled Life, okay? So the reason that this book has had the biggest impact on me is because it taught me who Holy Spirit is. It is absolutely amazing when I read this, I was like, Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Oh my goodness, that is so cool. <laughs> okay, not kidding. I'll never forget 
sitting in, at that time we lived in a mobile home, sitting in the mobile home and reading and learning and just being in awe of, oh my goodness gracious. Number one, I learned very emphatically that the Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is not an it. He is a he. <laughs> right? And there are too many quotes to give you out of this book. But one that I just went through again, I thought, yep, that one's cool. Charles Stanley says, The Holy Spirit's power cannot be harnessed. His power cannot be used to accomplish anything other than the Father's will. He is not a candy dispenser. He is not a vending machine. He is not a genie waiting for someone to rub his lamp the right way. He is holy God. And I just thought, wow, that is so true. And it is one of the cool things that I learned through this is that, number one, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead on Resurrection Day is the exact same Holy Spirit that I have with inside me, which was mind-blowing, okay? I also learned that because I have the Holy Spirit residing in me, there is literally no temptation that I cannot resist and overcome if I choose to rely on the Holy Spirit. Because, again, Holy Spirit was with Jesus when he was on earth, and Jesus was fully man, in addition to being fully God. So if the Holy Spirit, and we know that from the scriptures that Jesus was tempted, and we know that if he was able to resist the temptations, Holy Spirit helped him to do that, he can help us to do the same thing. So in 1998, the date actually, uh, December 8th, 1998, was the last day that I smoked a cigarette. Um, this is not to say anything against anybody who still chooses to smoke. For me, I chose that it was not a proper representation of who Christ was, so I chose to quit smoking. Well, I remember, I just quit cold turkey. I didn't do um, the, they didn't have like Chantix and stuff like that now. They had um, like the bubble gum stuff or whatever. I don't even remember what all they had. But anyways, I just decided to quit. And I remember reading, it's when computers were first starting to come out in houses, which sounds so weird. It makes me sound so old. And the internet was first starting to come up where you had dial-up. So I would do research, and I found that it only takes four days for nicotine to go completely out of your body. And after that, these quote-unquote cravings, it's just habit. And you just have to, you know, remake a new habit. So I remember that for four days... I kept telling him, and on the fourth day, which was my hardest, I remember I got on my knees, I punched the floor <laughs> with my fist, and I said, God, you told me that if I obeyed you, that you would help me resist the temptation to smoke and take this away from me. And ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, that was the last day I craved a cigarette. That was again December 8th, 1998, and now I cannot stand the smell of them. I cannot stand... I hate to see people that are choosing to do that because I know what they're doing to their bodies. and But it was just because of this book, because he told me that he helped Jesus resist every temptation. He would help me resist temptation. And when I chose to see, for me, when I chose to see smoking as a temptation to fulfill an unmet need, 
and that was not God's way of doing that because for me I smoked to if to calm myself down to help myself wake up to give me energy whatever excuse you want to give that's the reason that I chose that that's why I smoked well when I started to say okay I need to depend upon God to calm me down I need to depend upon God to give me the energy I needed so once I started to see that as a temptation then I knew that I could depend upon the Holy Spirit. And so this book is still in print. Again, it's called The Wonderful Spirit-Filled Life. And it will bring out ways that the Holy Spirit works in your life, who He truly is that you don't think about. That like when you're going through the day and a scripture verse pops into your mind, Girlfriend, that is not you that reminded you of that. That is Holy Spirit reminding you because Jesus tells you in Scripture that when He comes, He will remind you of the things I said to you. Okay, so anytime a Bible verse comes to your mind, that is the Holy Spirit doing that. So that's my first favorite book of all time is The Wonderful Spirit-Filled Life by Charles Stanley. The next one is by Dr. Robert Jeffries, and it is called The Divine Defense. Six Simple Strategies for Winning Your Greatest Battle. This is a wonderful book. This one I did write down. I wrote, read this one originally back in 2007. And I actually love this book so much that I've taught it in a Bible study three times. And what is so amazing about this book is that it teaches you that, first of all, Satan is real. He's not a figment of your imagination. He's not the little red character with a pointy fork that's standing on your shoulder demons are real they have a plan and a purpose just as god has a, a good plan and purpose for your life satan has a plan and a purpose for your life and that is to attack you to kill you to destroy you and to steal from you what god wants to give to you so in this book he goes through and he explains who satan is who demons are, what they do, and then, of course, he tells you how to defeat them. But one of the quotes from this book, and I want you to think about this, says, Isn't it interesting that even demons recognize Christ's authority over them? Of all the occupants of God's vast creation, the angels, the saints in heaven, the unbelievers in Hades, the demons on earth and under the earth, and even Satan himself, the only creatures who do not recognize the complete authority of Jesus Christ are those human beings who have not yet surrendered to him. And you think, wow, that is true. Because how many times, you know, in, in scripture, it also says, and even the demons believe. You know, so why is it so hard for us to believe? And that's because Satan has blinded the eyes of so many humans and demons are at work it's so much easier to give in and to do the easy thing okay and satan doesn't mind if you have a good life if you're happy as long as it keeps you from having the best life and from having the life that god wants you to have he doesn't care if you go to church and you're just checking that off your list as long as you don't believe what's taught. As long as it doesn't change who you are. As long as you don't, quote unquote, buy into what those church people are saying and doing. All right. So don't be deceived. Satan has a plan for you. And this book right here, of course, the best way, the six 
uh, simple strategies for winning your greatest battle is by putting on the armor of God, which is addressed in here. And he goes through each piece of the armor and it is very, very cool. Um, <laughs> I will tell you something. It's so awesome. This tells you how amazing my honey is, is when I first started teaching this, um, we knew someone in a local church that they used to put on a program and they had Roman um, soldier guard uniforms and my sweetie would dress up like a Roman soldier <laughs> and we had a shield made to the specifications in the scriptures we had a sword that my daddy found when he was traveling when he was driving a truck and each time when I would teach this lesson this book and I would go through each part of the armor my husband would come out with the different parts of the armor on and by the time the end of the session was done he was the fully dressed in the armor of God as a Roman soldier. <laughs> That's so awesome. I wish we had, of course, they didn't have cell phones back then. Um, but it would have been such cool pictures to take and they're wonderful memories. So the defined defense, if you're struggling with spiritual warfare, if you want to know more about how to put on the armor of God out of Ephesians chapter 6, the defined defense by Robert Jeffries is the book for that. All right. The next book is I've already done a podcast episode on it. It was episode 25, and that is Fear is Not the Boss of You by Miss Jennifer Allwood. All right. This is the newest book that I have read. It released just a couple of weeks before COVID, and so it, the timing was great for those who were struggling with fear, but bad for Miss Allwood because it had to cancel her book tour and things like that. But fear is not the boss of you, especially if you are an entrepreneur or if you have dreams of becoming an entrepreneur one day, you need to read this book. It's, and if, again, go back and you'll get much more detail on it in episode 25. I don't want to tell you again if you've already uh, listened to it. And if you haven't listened to it, I want you to go back to episode 25 and listen to that one because you're going to get the best from it. But fear is not the boss of you. Every single woman that walks into my store that says they're dealing with anxiety or just indecision, I immediately take her to that book and I keep that book on my shelf at all times. All right. The next book is the, actually the next two books are going to be by my favorite Bible study author, Miss Priscilla Shire. And that's because I told you that the whole 90s decade um, was just an absolute mess for me because I didn't know what was causing my attacks. I was even too scared to go to the doctor because I went to one doctor and they told me, well, if you even eat a chocolate bar that has caffeine in it, you're going to have a panic attack. Or when I had got pregnant with my second child, well, this is either going to make you better or it's going to make it worse. And I'm like, these people are not helping me. <laughs> this is not what I need to hear. So I turned to the scriptures. I turned to God and I said, nobody on this earth is going to be able to help me. I need you to help me. So this one is another, again, 2007. And it is, He Speaks to Me, Preparing to Hear from God by Priscilla Shire. This is a delightful book about the prophet Samuel and Eli and learning because so many people over and over and over and maybe even you yourself has said, well, I know God spoke to the people in the Bible and he talks to others, but he doesn't talk to me. I've never heard God speak. Well, my dear, you haven't heard God speak because you're not listening. And yes, I mean that with everything in my body. God still speaks today. In this book by Priscilla Shire, he speaks to me. 
tells you that you have to prepare yourself in order to hear from him. Um, there are six characteristics essential to hearing from God that she covers. She covers the relationship with God, um, how you worship God, um, being a set-apart holiness, being attentive, having a sold-out hunger, and a servant spirit. And it is just really, really cool. She does a phenomenal job. This is the book that helped me to fall in love with Priscilla. Um, great, great attention to detail in it. And it says in here, just one of the quotes, um, says, The fifth thing we discover about Samuel is that he was lying down right outside the Holy of Holies when he heard God's voice. The Holy of Holies was where God dwelt, but a curtain stood between it and Samuel. Because Samuel had a sold-out hunger for God, he snuggled up right next to the veil to get as close to him as he possibly could. How many times can you say in your life that you have ever had a sold-out hunger for God? That all you wanted to do was snuggle up next to Him to get as close to Christ as you possibly could so that you could hear Him in that still, small voice. Love, love, love this book. Um, if you're familiar with the story of Eli, you know that Eli is a young man. He's in the bed, laying in the bed. And God calls him. He keeps running to his mentor. And he's like, I didn't call you. And this happens several times. And then finally, his mentor, it clicks in his mind. And he tells him, he says, when he does this again, he says, you say, here am I, Lord. And one of the cool things is in the scriptures, it actually says, and God came and stood and called to Eli. I still get goosebumps when I read that is God can get so close to us, but we have to be listening for his voice. Okay. So if you want to learn how to prepare yourself to hear from God, you want, he speaks to me by Priscilla Shire. All right. And my last book, which is my number one book of all time after the Bible is discerning the voice of God by Priscilla Shire. So after you have read wonderful spirit for life and you realize who the holy spirit is ho excuse me holy spirit is and how he communicates with you you're going to do divine defense because you're going to learn how to put on the armor of god and how to dress for the battle because whether you want to be or not you're going to you are in a spiritual battle every single day if you are a believer in jesus christ then fear is not the boss of you is going to tell you exactly what it is how to not let fear be the boss of you you're going to learn how he speaks to you and then in this one you're going to learn how to know with all of these myriad of voices going on in the world which one is god and how do i know which one is god is it me telling myself this is it satan telling me this is it the worldview that's gotten in and telling me this, or is it God himself talking to me through the Holy Spirit? All right. This book, I read it, uh, came out in 2009. It's the first time I've read it. It is my favorite Bible study of all times. There is a Bible study about this and it's just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Okay. Um, one of the things that she says in here that got an asterisk out of the book says, as you learn to discern God's voice through his character, one of the ways you will know he's speaking to you is when you sense his peace about the things that he's asking you to do. Even when you step out to do something that seems impossible, if it's God's will for you, his peace will accompany your actions. You may not feel confident in your own ability, but you will feel confident about his. And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, his 
the peace that passes understanding, that has really become super vital to me, especially on my entrepreneurial journey, because there are so many decisions to make. There are so many things that vie for my attention. There are so many things that my to-do list is never ever completed. And I'm like, Lord, seriously, <laughs> which direction do I go? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I purchase this? Do I take this course? Do I teach this? Do I do that? And it's having that peace of God, knowing that I may not understand everything he has planned for me and not just business, but in my marriage, in my family and my Christian life in general, I don't have to have it all figured out. All I need to know is if I take a step in the right direction, I'm going to have his peace. And I honestly believe if I take a step in the wrong direction, he's going to remove that peace from me and I'm going to know it. So I know that's the wrong direction. All right. She also says that if we want to hear God's voice clearly, we need to immerse ourselves in the word of God. When you take in God's word, massive renovation takes place on the inside. And that is really, truly the only way all of these things that are, you know, what we call our idiosyncrasies, all of these, this is just the way that I was raised. This just runs in my family. I've just always been this way. All of that is just hogwash and the lie of the enemy. You renew your mind through the word of God. You hear him speak most clearly through the word of God. You get direction for every situation you will face in your life in the word of God. But you've got to discern how to listen to him. And that's what discerning the voice of God is going to do for you. Okay. And that's it. That is going to wrap up this episode. And that is going to wrap up my summer series on the Bible. So my top five Bibles again are The Wonderful Spirit-Filled Life by Dr. Charles Stanley. Number four is The Divine Defense by Robert Jeffries. Next is Fear is Not the Boss of You by Jennifer Allwood. Remember, go to episode 25. You'll get a whole episode on that one because it rocks so much. Um, next is He Speaks to Me by Priscilla Shire. And then her follow-up to that is Discerning the Voice of God. So I really, truly hope and pray that this episode gives you encouragement and hope that no matter where you are in life, God is always there with you ready to take you to the next level of victory. So you've got this, okay? Be sure to tune in next time for more valuable insights to help take care of the business side of the church. Though next week we will actually completely officially close the Bible series where we're going to have uh, my special guest on there who is my podcast coach. And she's going to do uh, go over her seven-step battle plan to having spiritual victory, which I think that you will thoroughly enjoy. And we're going to have a free workbook that you can print out, and it's going to be really awesome. So make sure you tune in next time as well. So until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. And take care and remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you learned something new or inspired in any way, please do me a huge Omongo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on Apple Podcast. It really does help more people to find the show and it just blesses me more than you know. And then if you could share this episode with someone who you think it would help, that would be awesome as well. So until next time, be blessed, my friend.